Welcome to Let's Talk Speak On It. I'm your host, Tamika Cozy. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Some years ago, a friend of mine, Latoya, was diagnosed with lupus. Lupus is a chronic illness that can affect all the organs within the body. According to the CDC, more women have lupus than men. Lupus is also diagnosed more often between the ages of 15 and 45. Today, we have Latoya Da Silva, and she will be sharing her experience. Let me welcome Latoya Da Silva to Let's Talk Speak on it. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Yes, I'm Latoya. I am a wife, a mother of three, and I am also a licensed cosmetology instructor who works at a multicultural hair company oh, nice. as a test salon stylist. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that information. So you do have lupus. Can yes. you tell us when you were diagnosed with lupus? I was diagnosed um, January of 2004, right after graduation. What led up to you getting diagnosed? What was happening? What was going on? So I just thought that I had like the common cold. I lived on campus, um, so a lot of my doormates were sick, so I thought that I just had like a cold. I felt a little drained, tired. I was going to the bathroom a lot, you know, and my skin had started to change a little, but I thought that maybe it was just like, hand yeah. <laughs> so what was going on with your skin during that time uh it had just started to darken up like not like sun tan darkness but like darken so i just assumed that it was sun sunburn um so um i went to my doctor in 2003 um to just have a checkup tell him i had a cold okay asked for antibiotics and he's like you look like like no joke. He's like, you look like death. Okay. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, most people turn this color like when like a limb or something is starting to die off. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so he's like, I want to run some tests and make sure everything is good. So they checked my hemoglobin. They checked my A1C. He's like, you should probably not be standing right now because my. No, you're fine. Take your time. And because my blood sugar was like somewhere around 500. Okay. You know, he's like, nobody's blood sugar should ever be that high. Yeah, that's really hard. And so um, he put me on um, insulin. So I had to give myself injections. And uh, he was like, not to go back to school. He's like, take some time to rest and run. We will do more tests and see, you know, what's what. And then he'll get back to me with what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> we decided to stop my education. Uh, I went to go live with my grandma because at the time my mother was an over-the-road truck driver. And um, I stopped, went to go live with my grandma and uh, a couple months later, he's like, well, you know, it's not diabetes like we thought it was. Mm -hmm. uh, you have something called lupus. 
Then I tell time just you know what lupus was. I didn't know what lupus was. I had no idea. And I've never heard anybody talk about I was okay with the diabetes diagnosis because it runs in my family. Okay. So I was okay with that. <laughs> and then when he was like lupus, I was like, well, what's that? How did I get that? Can I get rid of it? You know, I had a lot of different questions. And he's like, well, at the time he was like, we don't really have support groups for people in your age range. So it's nothing that I could tell you, mm -hmm. you know, nobody that I can advise you. So he's like, but since I've had you on these insulin injections for so long, uh, and I need you to come off of them so that we could put you on steroids, you have to go into the hospital. I stayed for maybe like a week so that they could adjust the medications and put me on the right ones, take me off the wrong ones. Mm -hmm. um, and then that became my journey, researching, finding out, because there are different types of lupus. Okay. So it's the skin lupus, it's uh, neonatal lupus that they find in babies. There's, um, I guess, postpartum lupus. Mm -hmm. And then there's what I have is called SLE, system, systemic, systemic lupus. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and what it does? So systemic lupus is, well, lupus in general is your um, immune system not knowing what it's fighting. So mm -hmm. it fights everything. It's just the autoimmune disease. Systemic lupus is your lupus attacking not just your skin, but it also attacks the organs. It attacks, uh, it does different things. Okay. So um, I wanted to find support groups to help with that. But the more I talk to people, I think the more I feared finding out what would happen. Mm -hmm. um, How are you processing all of that at that time? Like knowing that you have lupus, not being able to find different support groups or someone to really talk to. Oh, it was, it was not, I don't think I actually, I just popped it up to, oh my God, I'm going to die. Because once, once we found out what it was, my grandma wound up telling somebody else in the family. Mm -hmm. And then that family member was like, oh, well, so-and-so has lupus. You should give her a call. So I give okay. her a call. I call her and she's like, um... She's like, oh, yeah, I have lupus. I've had it since I was a teenager. You know, she goes on to tell me, like, she hasn't been able to carry a child. She's had a bunch of different miscarriages, you know. And then, like, as I talk to people besides her, you know, other people are like, oh, well, I know somebody who had lupus, and it was always in the past. Mm -hmm. So what I got out of me having lupus was that, I'm not going to be able to have children and that I'm going to die. Okay. You know, so that was... And that's a lot to take in. It is. Time. It was a lot to process. Mm -hmm. And so I broke up with my boyfriend, or at least I tried to break up with my boyfriend. I was like, well, I don't want you to just sit with me until I die. You know, but he's like, no. He told me life didn't work that way. So that became... My support, his ass, my mom, and my you grandma. You told your family. How did they respond to knowing that you had Um, uh, My grandma just watched me, but she had been watching me since 
we thought that it was diabetes. We watched what I ate. She watched what I drank. She, you know. And my mom, when she found out what it was, because she doesn't didn't know what it was either, she left her job. She stopped driving over the road, and she took a job um, driving public transportation. Okay. And she went to libraries, got books. You know, research what I could eat. She helped me with the research journey. Um, and my brothers, one brother drew for me. He drew a bunch of different pictures of anything that he thought would make me happy. Mm-hmm. And my other brother made jokes because I would always be like, I just want to be normal. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I would get sad and cry and I'd be like, I just want to be normal. How come I can't be normal? You know, and he'd be like, it's no such thing as a normal player. Mm-hmm. Everybody got something wrong with them. And I'm like, but why have happened to me? Because I do everything, right? You know? Mm-hmm. So that became who I was. I would have anxiety attacks, panic attacks. And that's who I was for a good while. And I probably tried to hide it, you know, Mm -hmm. so I would have friends come over and see me. And one of my friends had just had a baby at the time. And she's like, well, we could share this baby, you know. She's like, it's okay, you know, but that's not what I wanted. You You wanted your own. I wanted my own. And you do have three kids. I have right now, three. so you have been able to have kids. I have, so you have three kids. I have. It was a journey. Um, my first one, uh, we, the doctors was like, "Well, you have to come to the doctor every week." So okay. that began my journey. Um, during the process of my first one, I wound up having a miscarriage. Um, the doctors were like, well, it was just your immune system working against you, you know, and so it's like, okay. And I told my, my boyfriend, now husband, at the time that, you know, I didn't want to do it again. I didn't want to try again because it hurt that loss of release. It can be very difficult going through something like that. I still think about that baby. Um... And then we wound up getting pregnant right after. <laughs> uh, the second pregnancy, uh, my lupus started to attack the pregnancy. But um, so she never completely attached to my uterus. Okay. Um, but she was content not being 100% attached, mm-hmm. which is how she got her name. <laughs> uh, so her name is Naima, and it means content. You know, so beautiful. In the end, after that, doctors, steroid injections, and things of that nature. After I had her, uh, I started beauty school. And then um, my lupus turned for the worse. So <clears throat> my lupus caused something called ankle vasculitis, and that's swelling up the blood vessels. And so at the time, I didn't listen to my body. I didn't go for cues and things, you know, because your body talks to you. Whether you pay attention to it or not, it talks to you. 
And so I had started to cough up blood. Um, the year after I had her, I was in school, I was tired. And I was just like, maybe it's a cold. Just like before, it's a cold. You know, I'm not gonna think anything of it. And I was coughing up blood and one day my husband was in the room and I was like, I can't breathe. And it was literally the last thing I did. And he took me to the hospital and it turns out that maybe a couple tiny blood vessels started to burst in my lungs. Okay. And I was drowning in my own blood. And so I go to the doctor and uh, we stay in the hospital. I mean, they put me in the ICU, had to have a blood transfusion, which was really difficult for me because I was raised as a, as a witness, mm -hmm. you know. And so you can't have those blood transfusion. And so I struggled and it took my husband to be like, well, I need you here. Naima needs you here. We need you to be with us, you know, whatever it takes. I need you to be with me. And so I went off that and I did the blood transfusion. And a couple months later, <laughs> maybe six months, six to eight months later. And how was that pregnancy from the first one? Um, so the difference was after the blood clots and things, the doctors like, well, we know that this is ankylosis mixed with mixed lupus. So let's, um, start chemo. Okay. And so I started chemo, um, or I say chemo because most people don't know infusion is the word. They think transfusion is the, what I'm actually saying. Okay. So, um. I did a rituximab infusion, which is a lesser form of chemo. Mm -hmm. uh, and my body started to heal from that. And that's probably how I got pregnant. <laughs> so uh, this pregnancy was a lot different. I had more energy. Uh, she completely attached. She was five pounds. When she was born and that was the biggest difference for me because my first one she was two pounds 11 ounces when she came out two pounds eight ounces right after they measured her for the second time and I had to go visit her in the hospital every day and every day I went the nurses wouldn't let me they wouldn't let me hold her they wouldn't let me and I felt like after she was out of the, the incubator and she was breathing on her own and all she had was the feeding tube that I would be allowed to play with her because that's my baby. I had her, but the nurses didn't. And it seemed like they let the volunteers play with her more than they let me. So and how did that make you feel like that time? Not being able to hold into play like, with your child and watching others do so? Like they didn't think I knew what I was doing, you know, like that I didn't have it all. And not that I cared what they thought, mm -hmm. but she was my baby. She was my first baby. She made me a mother. Yeah. So I went to the doctor and I'm like, please just let me take my baby home. He taught me how to do feeding too. And he said, if I let you take her home, 
she has come back five pounds it gave me probably about two or three weeks to okay. get her to those five pounds and then after those two or three weeks had passed and you went back to the doctor how many pounds did she weigh she was five pounds i took her home and my mom was like come on let's do this we got this we're not letting this baby go and she she's pureed strawberries and she bared her popsicles and she would snatch out her feeding tube and you know she didn't want it i don't think she thinks she needed it mm -hmm. so you know one day she snatched it out and i was tired of putting it back in and just it, so i left it out and she didn't have it when she went back to the doctor okay. um he and he's like well she doesn't have a feeding tube and i was like i don't think she needs it she's but she was five pounds i told him i would have her to five pounds and she was like that awesome that is amazing That's for anyone who's watching who has lupus or has just been diagnosed with lupus or even their family members, what would you like to say to them? Take time out for yourself. Do self-care. Listen to your body because it talks to you. It tells you the things that you need to know. And if you pay attention to it, it, it helps it to heal itself because bodies are miraculous things. They heal themselves. For me, I've taken more time to listen to uh, to not eat processed foods because yeah. that causes inflammation. Um, and then just listen, give your time, body time to heal. And then for people of family members of the people who are suffering through this, take. Give them a break, not feel pity for them. Just <clears throat> take time to know that they're going through something and it's major and it takes a lot. Before I get up in the morning, I pray. I pray that God give me strength just to make it through the day. And, and I do. I, that gives me that strength that I need to to make life happen. Um, so don't think that when they say they're not feeling good or they can't make it to something, that it's, it's an excuse because it's not an excuse. It takes so much for a person with lupus to push themselves to do things. So don't feel like it's them using their ailments as an excuse because it's a really hard thing to suffer through. And also for the person with lupus, you are not alone. There are people out here who are going through something similar, even though every lupus has different for everyone. There's somebody out there that's going through it with you. And the person that inspires me the most because I have trouble, you know, getting up, breathing, yeah. you know, <laughs> but there's this lady on Facebook and TikTok and her name is Betty Swan. She's a lupus dancer and mm -hmm. she dances and as she's dancing, there's little lupus facts that go across the screen, you know, and she gives me like one one day I won't be able to bust the move, you know, and not be out of breath. So she she my inspiration for getting up and like 
she my little lupus therapy you know she yeah so just very happy that you've been able to find someone to inspire you to continue to get up here you inspire me too thank you you do you inspire me your entire journey and then you're you coping through it and still getting up every morning being a wife and being a mom and pushing up your career for you that does it. <laughs> Thank you, Toya, so much for joining us today. We Thank really you appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you for having me. Next up, we have Juan Dunn of Gen I Gang performing Nate. Uh, up this loose leaf, talk club and get beat, Bruce Lee, and get it back to back like a two-piece, off the drugs and zany tangy two-piece, feds had me locked up for two weeks, and ever since then, I've been counting on my blessings, I keep some weed my stress, giving niggas the lesson, I can't cover her cause I don't do no arresting, I don't, uh, Wanna show my OG that I made So I work hard, stay focused, be patient Wanna show my OG that I made I work hard, stay focused, be patient I have a dream that all my niggas gon' make it I have a dream that he gon' take over the nation I have a dream that we gon' come together, stop hating Put it out. I have a dream that our futures will be amazing Like power Now better days are coming, I can see it from afar from afar. will be no, but not because I'm a star Just from the fact that I work so hard Never lacking, always on guard Mama, thank you for the lessons you gave Thank you for all the blessings you made Started working on that big house you pray So I promise you gon' see it before you see it break today can you let our listeners know how they can follow you uh, you can follow me on snapchat iOS 196 instagram like dot key 96 or twitter dc underscore one double zero thank you so much for listening to let's talk speak on it if you have lupus please remember that you are not alone and for everyone always listen to your body <laughs>